0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Root Solution, Learning How to Control the Basics. This is Kyron. This is Noah. And we've got a very, very special guest who has eluded us for many, many decades.
1: (laughs) She's finally
2: here. She's finally here.
1: (laughs) We've talked. We've told stories. She's infamous. She's one of the three amigos from school. We've got Martina.
2: (laughs) <laughs> <What's> up, <guys? laughs> no pressure, right? No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. So,
1: as you guys all know, if you've listened to the podcast regularly, uh Kai, myself, and Martina all went to school together. Um, we were essentially the outcast who sat in the corner of the room and did uh essentially whatever we wanted uh while the teacher talked about massage. And I say that sounding arrogant and horrible, but uh, the three of us just kind of knew we had different paths than being uh, spa massage therapist. <laughs> so um, me, Martina, and myself uh, basically were like, uh, Kai knows more than the teacher does, so we should talk to Kai. <laughs> so uh, Kai would teach us weird stuff uh, about the nervous system and about all kinds of crazy muscle activation stuff. And then he would brag to us about FRC and all the cool things out there in the world that we knew nothing about. And yep. uh so Martina and myself <laughs> we did it up and we went to him. So um uh, Martina was actually with me when I went to my first uh FRC seminar yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. I actually yeah.
2: when we went to RPR first. RPR, oh, yeah. RPR first. Right, and I thought right. that we had signed up for FRC. <laughs> oops yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah, i've ever told up. you that but i kai was talking about frc and then you were talking about rpr and then you sent me the link and i just signed up for it and
1: oh i thought God. i was
2: like this is not what kai was talking
1: about but this is cool <laughs> and 800 gone yeah <laughs> yeah oh, boy. So, uh, <clears throat> that's my bad <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool, though. It was it was cool. cool yeah. It yeah, was a it was cool. it was good
2: introduction else. to weird stuff,
1: new to stuff. weird stuff, right? So, uh, Martina and myself got to went to Vegas. We got to hang out at the UFC Performance Center. We got all yeah. kinds of exposure. Um, we got to hang out with Hunter and Amir and friggin' uh, Dewey and Dr. Spina himself and uh, it was great it was it was an incredible experience and yeah uh, I could say for me it changed my life obviously Martina what about you?
2: Yeah I mean 100% definitely mind blown after those two days I was like fuck I need to like just sit and stare into space for like the next three days because my brain was just like on fire it's actually hurting from like all of the information but I loved it because It was so out there and different than what I've ever heard before, but it also at the same time made so much sense. Right, and you know, made me think like, why aren't more people talking about this, doing this? Um, Yeah,
1: right. Well, and I think for me personally, going to massage school, you know, I've talked about this a lot, but it it never really kind of seemed right. Right, like I always kind of yeah. this doesn't seem like the answer or the solution, and not even really close. Right. And and not that FRC is the solution by any means, but it, it's certainly a, it's a step in a direction that made sense to us, right? Um, yeah. Martina and I both kind of went separate directions with it, but somehow ended up in the same place in the end, which was helping people get better. Um, I ended up trying to go more in the soft tissue route, so I do a little bit more like literal soft tissue therapy. Martina, you went the other route. Go ahead and tell me. Yeah, because
2: I didn't really like massaging people. <laughs> <laughs> It's there. <laughs> like at the end when we had to do um massage Chronicles. yeah clinicals i was like man i really don't like this and the worst part about it was that i was good at it
1: <laughs> right and
2: then, uh, people kept coming back and i was like yeah i mean i probably if i didn't have that experience i might have gone like the the release part of things the manual th- therapy part of things but that kind of made me go the direction that you know, I, I went, um, right. which I, I love. I love.
1: Right. Well, and the irony of it, right, is the way FRC structures things is they kind of have two sides of that tree, right? And on yep. one side, you have the soft tissue stuff, which is the stuff that I do. And then the other side, you have kin stretch. And kin stretch is a little bit more uh, group-based. But Martina's done something kind of different with it, which I thought was really cool, where you've made it really individualized and treat. Like made care out of it, really, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we took FRC. I think that was like the end of 2018, and then a couple months later, I took Kin Stretch, um, and that gave me a better understanding of the system and how to actually apply it to training my clients. Um, sure. Because FRC was just a lot of information, but. Kin stretch really put things into like organized things a bit better. So, and then I started taking uh, kin stretch with Hunter, Hunter Cook, uh, also known as the Hunter Fitness in Long Beach. And I started going like once a week. And I was just, well, it was actually kin stretch, the, the course, like the first hour i think they did like a kin- actual kin stretch class and i was just like absolutely annihilated <laughs> like i couldn't do half of the shit that they were you know demonstrating i couldn't even get into positions i Preach.
1: cramped
2: <laughs> so much that <laughs> so i couldn't even walk the next like a couple days because i just was recovering but it was so challenging and it stimulated my brain on another level that I'd never really experienced before. Cause, um, before that I was a personal trainer at 24 hour fitness. And before even that I would, I would do like, uh, I mean, let's go a little bit back. I I used to play, (laughs) I used to play soccer. Um, really since I was four years old, but I started playing at a club level from the age uh, 13 to 17. Always injured. Like I always had some injury. My coaches would always give me shit because I would always come in with like something like, Oh, what does Martina have today? Um, my body was just, you know, my brain wanted to go at a certain pace and my body just couldn't match that pace or um, that level. And so that kind of started me on wanting to understand more about how the body works. Um, but I, I had no idea. So I moved uh, here to America about eight years ago, uh, almost nine years ago. And, um, my sister was a trainer. She was a coach. She had her own business. Um, and she was doing bodybuilding. She was a, a bikini competitor for bodybuilding and so I started working out with her in the gym which was a horrible idea because (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just was you know uh, years of always being injured and playing a very specific sport I think I set foot in a gym like maybe three times the whole time that I was playing soccer Um, so I just really had no idea And I was just trying to learn from her, but her style of training, obviously, you know, anyone who's um works out knows bodybuilding is not great if you're coming out of, you know, a very specific sport and your body's good at that sport, but then you try and go do these kind of movements and my body just did not respond good. Like I struggled understanding what people said about, oh, you know, go work out, you'll feel great after. I was like, I feel like shit. <laughs> like, nah. I feel worse than before I worked out, and um, so I didn't really understand. But I pushed myself. Like, I would I would work out five, six times a week. You know, she said do cardio three times a week, do some high do high intensity stuff, and. It was just not what my body needed. Um, I would always have pain somewhere. Something always hurt. And then one day, um, shortly after I started at 24 Hour Fitness, I was trying to hip thrust over 300 pounds, <laughs> and I threw my back out. Like, I hurt it. I felt it. It was pretty bad. How old were you? Uh, this was, oh, dear, like... I was like 20, 23, 24, Yeah. So like, there. guys,
1: like to put all this into perspective, right? Like, you've got, and I, this is really relatable to Kai and myself. I know, like, I coming at me coming out of baseball, right? Like, all I did was throw right handed and hit right handed. So like, I had a couple things that were really, I was really, really good at, and everything else I was bad at, right? Yeah. And so Martinez coming out of soccer, which is kind of a similar world where you're good at one thing and not all things. And so I think you, you brought up a couple things there that really like stand out to me. One is you have this athlete mentality of like, no pain, no quit, right?
2: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: So detrimental. <laughs> so fucked trail, up. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like when you're like no pain, no quit, and then like you have a three hundred pound hip thrust smashing the vertebrae in your back, you're like, Oh fuck, we yeah. have a problem, right? Um, and I think that like that's something all in its own right that's really important people understand, right? Like presumably like from an aesthetic standpoint like you're a healthy looking person but like you're yeah. fucking broken right
2: yeah well that that's how i got the job is right. i was just working out and the fitness manager like walked up walked up to me and he, he literally said like you know you look like you know what you're doing <laughs> Do you want a job as a personal trainer? (laughs) And you know, I was at this like transitional uh, phase in my life where I I needed some kind, something to change. So I literally just said yes, and he looked at me like, "Are you sure you don't want to think about it?" and I said, "Nope, (laughs) I'm sure. Let's go. Let's do this. Sign me up." up." (laughs) Which now I'm like, "Oh, maybe you know, if you look like you know what you're doing, not always. Chances are that." Maybe you don't. Always. So do you?
1: Do you remember years ago, right after the RPR seminar when we were in LA? Remember we went to that 24 Hour Fitness? Yeah. So Martina and I years ago, and this is bear in mind after we had already started to get a little woke, right? Uh, we went to a 24 Hour Fitness after we got done with uh, seminar, walk in the gym, and at that point, like we don't know shit as far as what we like, what we think we know at that time. We know a lot more now, right? And we still like dysfunction everywhere, right? And we're like, yeah. So, Martina and I go, we find a squat rack, which, by the way, we have to, like, look for fucking a squat rack. It was a nightmare. Find our squat rack, get in our squat rack. Now, Martina is, like, this athletic, in good shape, squatting decent weight. I'm over here, former powerlifter. We're moving some good weight. Our shoes are off. We already look kind of weird. We literally, like, were, like, spectacles. People were stopping and staring at us while we were squatting and lifting weights. And the, the irony of that is, is, like, we, we were broken at that point. Yeah. Like, we were so far ahead of the game in terms of what was walking around 24 Hour Fitness. And I think for me, that's something that really, like, I kind of remember, I, I I get really into that day because you, you see these levels of education, right? And, like, these people at 24 Hour Fitness, they don't know what they don't know. And it's not their fault. Yeah. They don't know. Like, they're not passionate about this stuff. They're not, this isn't their thing. And that's okay, right? Like, I don't expect everybody to love my thing. Um, right. But... I don't know how these people are living their lives, moving the way they move, right? And and again, mm. this is what we know now, like what we knew then, and we've come up certainly a long way since. Yeah. And so, and, shows, we, and, we, still like, know <laughs> and we still know nothing. Right? There's so much. We spent five minutes.
2: Of a little bit, but life. yeah. <laughs> we
1: don't know anything. Shit. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things for me that like uh, days like that were really defining for me in my career because it was like there's a lot of people out there that I think we can really help. And at that point we can help them. Now we've come a long way since and, and we're still growing, but I think, you know, to your point, like about dysfunction, like that ability to connect to tissue and understand like how to make things work is really so important. And I think yeah. you've taken huge strides to make changes in your own life, but obviously, yeah. and, and then in terms of understanding that better, um, can you talk a little bit more kind of about like the evolution from kin stretch to like Martina today?
2: Yeah. um, So at that point, I was realizing that there's a lot. There's a lot to know. And I know zero (laughs) right now, Um, even though like technically I've been working out for like three, four years at that point. You know, but and that's not an easy thing, you know, because my ego kept wanting to convince me that. I I know things, but I kind of had to remove that and really accept that I need to start from ground zero. And, right. and I need to play the long game, which is still right. what I preach. And this is still, you know, what I try to carry over into with my clients and, and my work is that you're going to get there anyways, three, four right. five years down the line. But what you're doing now is going to determine, you know, what happens then. So I wanted to really get good at kin stretch. And so I did it for a year. I was going to Hunter's class once a week, then I started going twice a week and I started uh, teaching on my own. I, I, man, the first kin stretch class I taught I was so nervous and there were so many people and I kept stuttering and forgetting things and just, yeah, but everyone loved it and everyone felt great after and it kind of got the ball rolling and after Stretch, I started my own business. I started my business, my own business in 2019 and I mean, to be honest, if it wasn't for both of you guys, I you were a huge part in pushing me to actually start my own business and you know i'm extremely grateful for that because i wouldn't i don't think i'll i'd be where i am today if if you guys hadn't you know pushed oh. me and, you know, made me do the uncomfortable shit and, oh. you know believed so. in me which is, is is true and you know we I think we, we all need people in our lives that are going to push us to do the uncomfortable things. And, um, I actually was working with, I started working with you Kai, on like my mental state because that was a big obstacle that I needed to get over. if I really wanted to help people because I had a lot of self doubt. I, I, you know, people would look at me and they would see this confident person, but really on the inside, uh, I had no self-esteem. I didn't think I was, you know, ready to have my own business, or that I that I, that that even was an option. That that was even something that I could do. Um, so I mean, I think we were working for almost a year and helping me sort through, you know, my own thought patterns and just kind of rewire things because I had all these belief systems in my head since I was a kid that were just no longer serving me at this point in my life. And yeah, I I wanted things to change. I knew that things needed to change, but I also didn't know how. So I made it a point to find people who, you know, in my opinion, are crushing the game and what they're doing and, you know, they're getting results and in the direction that I want to go. So working with Kai on my mental state really helped me because I was, I was, I didn't even want to call people. (laughs) Like I didn't even want to text people to like set up appointments. That's how bad it was. Um, which it sounds silly, but that was the reality of the situation was that I was my own worst enemy and i uh, i wasn't allowing myself to reach my full potential so you know and it's still scary like i'm still struggle with these things and um the more i learn the more i see that the, the nervous system and your mental state and the body they're 100 percent linked together like you know i think modern day medicine I've, I've been reading this book called how to do the work. Like I just started love that it, book, by the way. I just got yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, and you know, she said something in there that modern day medicine, they, they separate the two, right? You go to a trainer, you work on your physical and then you go to a psychologist and you work on your mental. Now, like, I'm not saying I'm a psychologist or that I'm going to do that stuff, but <laughs> we have to take into consideration that they, you are one like the human body is a functioning system. And we can't, you know, disregard the the nervous system and your mental state because knowing like what I know now is that my mental state was a big part of why I couldn't get past a certain point with my own training, why I couldn't get past certain points with my client's training. Um, so I, wanted like I'm not saying I'm perfect I'm still a work in progress um
1: we had a conversation just the other day really right yeah it
2: it never stops you know but I am better equipped to deal with things and you know I have more confidence than I did before and it's just getting better and better you know I I got my first client and I was scared shitless because I was like, you know, this guy's paying me. And, I, you know, I at the time I was asking for, like, more money than I thought I was worth, um, which put me under a lot of pressure, too, to like, hey, I need to provide good service. Um, But then I just started doing it. And the more I did it, the more comfortable I felt doing it. And, you know, I wasn't the best at explaining things in the beginning, but now I feel like... I do a pretty good job, you know, all my clients, they say I'm very informative and I I give them just enough information, the right amount of information that they need, because I also think it's important that we educate people on why they're doing things, because if we don't have intent, then what's the point, you know, and that was the problem before, is I was just working so hard, I worked so hard, like my work ethic is insane, but with all the work I put in and effort, time, energy, money, I, I still didn't get like, well, let's just talk about like my physical state. I still didn't get the results that I wanted. So I think it's super important to really look at the, the body as a whole and, and understand that if someone's coming into me, like, you know, I just have a, I started a, with a new client this week and... This guy doesn't even need to tell me that he's stressed. I can see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's written all over him. I I use uh, one of the systems that I use, uh, along with uh, functional range conditioning and kin stretch is postural restoration Institute or PRI for short. Um, And I've, I've, I'm still a baby in that department because it's, so much information to digest that, you know, I've only taken two of their courses, but I'm still digesting, you know, both of them. And it's a two day seminar, but weeks, months later, I'm still learning new things from that course. Um, But they talk a lot about the breath and breathing for me is something that I always struggled with and I never understood why. And my parents never understood why. As a kid, I think I was like 10 years old one day and I was riding a bicycle and I started having a panic attack because I felt like I couldn't take a deep breath. And then I started hyperventilating and I started panicking because I, I you know, in my head, I was like, if I can't take a deep breath. I'm gonna run out of air (laughs) (laughs) at some point or another. I mean, this is not true. Now I know (laughs) better, (laughs) but I was a kid, and and that's what I thought was that this is a life or death situation. If I can't take a deep breath ever, because I felt like I was could never, I never had the ability to actually take a deep breath. I would try to force a yawn, which Mm -hmm. was the only way that I felt like I could actually get air, like enough air. Um, So PRI talks like their introductory course is postural respiration. And um, before I actually took the course, I started working with um, Dr. Log, Dr. Logoteli Rao, who is absolutely amazing call him the magic man because (laughs) he is just on another level you know and i'm extremely fortunate that i have had the opportunity to work with him in person and see him work on some of my clients you know and he is so kind always to try and teach me a little little bits nuggets of gold every time i go there um, and when I went to him, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here, but I was doing stretch and then I, I felt like I was making progress, but there was still there was still something going on. I still felt restricted in my breathing. I still felt like I should be progressing because I was doing it for a year. so i sh- I should have been progressing f- more than I was. So I knew that there was something else stopping my progress or limiting my progress. So that's when, um, Hunter actually referred me to Dr. Loke. Um, I think it was Hunter. Yeah. And so I, I, first time I went to him, he absolutely blew my mind and he checked my breathing, which nobody had ever done before, but, and I I think I like broke down too, because I was like, it was such a softball for me that I had struggled with my whole entire life, and nobody had ever given me an explanation as to why. He said, "You're stressed out as fuck. (laughs) Like you are." (laughs) Put it lightly. Yeah, to put it lightly, in very short (laughs) terms, Um, my body was in such a state of stress. My nervous system was in such a state of stress that my, my body and nervous system as a whole was just malfunctioning. And this is like, I kind of already knew this, but he was the first person who actually explained things to me on a deeper level and helped me understand, like, actually like, why, why do I feel this way? Why is my body so locked up? Why is my breath so restricted? And, you know, he made me do a, a couple of exercises and take a couple of really hard breaths. <laughs> and for the first time in my life, I actually experienced a parasympathetic state of mind um, just within one session. And I remember leaving the session and I think I just sat in my car for like <laughs> a while and just like paid attention to my breathing. And that really started me down another rabbit hole um, with PRI and yeah, it's it absolutely changed my life. And it's been a, an amazing tool for me to use, uh, implement with my own clients and my own training. Um, it's the, you know, I, it's helped me progress even further with kin stretch and actually be able to feel deep layers of tissue, actually be able to connect my brain to my body because I was so disc, the, the two were so disconnected Um because i never focused on or paid attention you know i would work out and blast music i would never take breaks because i could never recover <laughs> so no. i would just do abs in between supersets. sets <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and like i had that a four but i had no <laughs> uh, breathing mechanics i had like everything underneath there was just garbage um and my core is all, you know back pain, I dealt with back pain, you know, I threw my back out. And
1: sorry, though, so I don't yeah, want yeah. I don't want to, but there's a couple things you're saying here, like you're saying a lot of stuff here. That's yeah, so I good. know, sorry. Uh so so good. No, this is why we wanted you on the freaking show. <laughs> there's so much good stuff to say. Like your experience of growth is incredible. Um, but there's a couple things that really stand out. Knowing you as a person, and then again, hearing your journey here, you're Seeking your own answers, which I think is so incredible, right? And I, I think it's something that's like Kai and I, of course, can relate to. But I think from a practitioner standpoint, like seeking those answers is such a, like so freaking valuable, right? Like I got yeah. into this because my major league baseball career got cut short because I had a knee injury because I really wasn't all that trained, trained all that well, and didn't have a lot of understanding of training, right? So yeah. I wanted to grow out from there. Your for you, you were looking to solve a lot of your problems, and and you and you. I found a lot of solutions. I think is cool. Yeah. The other thing that really stands out to me about you just in general, and this is something I know about you is this idea of coaches needing coaches. Right. Yeah. And Kai, I would love if you can get on the show notes and put coaches being needing coaches, like we should do a whole podcast on this. Um, yeah, and maybe not Martina back for it, but yeah, for sure. I think this idea that like, we don't know it all and finding people yeah. that are smarter than us is, is the way to go. And, you know, my yeah. experience, with Martina, like when we first started, when we first started, when we met, we started talking about strength training and you picked my brain and then we picked Kai's brain. And then, you know, we continue this growth and journey of finding answers through people that are smarter than us. Um, can you talk a little bit about yeah. just like this idea of coaches needing coaches and like how that's benefited you and things along those lines?
2: Yeah, I mean... It really just comes down to the I the way I learn is by sorry, just my dog in the background <laughs> <don't> with <know> <laughs> her squeak dog. toy. <laughs> Noodle should have put away the squeak toys before we <laughs> got on here. Noodle. Um but uh, lost my train of thought. Coaches need, so, coaches. Coach need coaches. Yeah. coaches need coaches. need coaches, yeah. So that's just how I learn is by seeing people doing and then going and practicing myself. You know, I can't really – I was never good at school. I didn't even graduate high school. I dropped out of college because I – I mean, I was kind of failing. But it's – that's how I learn. And I look for people who are getting results and who – are helping people on a level that I want to help people at and who are really just, you know, leading the field in what they do. And just passionate, we stuck, passionate, at, yeah, passionate about what they do. And passion is something that I've been looking for my whole life. I was always angry that I never had a passion. You know, I love soccer and I I thought I was passionate about it. But then when I really asked myself it, I wasn't, I didn't have that passion that I see in other people Um, like Loke and Hunter. Hunter, you know, you guys are extremely passionate about what you do. You know, I would see, you know, listen to you Kai talking about what you're doing. And I'm like, man, this guy's like loves what he does. And he, it pushes him to learn more and he, you know, body fascinates him and, I I wanted that and but I wanted to find it for myself. So I absolutely 100% n- knew that I needed to go find people who are just doing what they do and at a at a really high level. And you know, Hunter, uh, Loke. And, you know, even just following people on Instagram, like I started being more picky about who I follow on social media. And because that was what I was, was, you know, digesting in my brain, you know, we all sit on Instagram, right? But the shit that I was scrolling through, I'm like, what actually is this?
1: It's funny you say that. So I was listening to Jordan Peterson, um, and he, he was talking about like Instagram and the potential hazards and dangers of Instagram and, um. I've had a different experience. I'm kind of with you, like my Instagram, I have two, right. I have one that's just basically my children. And then I have another one that is geared towards like genuine education. And I follow people that offer quips of information and between the amount of exposure I get to like links that I think are valuable or studies or, um, and if I'm honest, I even follow people on there that I don't agree with. I actually make it a point to follow, like I follow a surgeon, a vegan surgeon, um, and I disagree with most of what he says, but yeah, I just want to hear it. Like I, I want yeah, exposure it's to good, it, yeah, so I can so I can process that information and, and understand what he's trying to say, right? And, and it's also good I to know because
2: disagree. this is this is what people are you know who come in to see us. This is what right. they're
1: what they're well, the, you know the,
2: hearing. What they're
1: and, and the truth of it is, is like I don't completely disagree with him, right? I just kind of disagree with him, and so. Right my experience with Instagram is great. Like if I sit down on Instagram for 10 minutes, I'm typically learning a new tool and figuring out some new stuff. And so I, I think, and, and you know, again, this is why we wanted you here, right? Like you've got this growth mindset, you've got this humility to you that allows you to go be open and process information from people that you respect that are smarter than you. Um, and you formulated a business and a plan and a growth plan to help people um, and you know, You, like Kai and myself, aren't afraid to refer out if somebody isn't your person, right? Right. And that was something that really stood out to me. in FRC. I'll never forget Dr. Spina talking about that. But somebody had asked him, if you treat somebody and they still have pain, what do you do? And he said, odds are they're not your person. And you should probably send them to somebody who's better suited for them. So if somebody's torn their ACL, like, and you're not an ortho, you're probably not going to be the person that can help them which means yeah. that you should send them to someone you can, that can help them. And it, and hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. And so when I look at the way you do your business, that's something I've always really, really admired. And, and I think that's why we, we managed to form the bond we formed in school. Right. was that in the end we were looking for root solutions. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Snag that in there. <laughs> uh, we, were looking, we, wanted, we wanted solutions and, you know, um, Massage yeah. school was well intended, but it wasn't solution-based. It was like, well, just make people feel good. Which, by the way, serves a huge purpose. Like don't just go me wrong. Oh, yeah. But I mean, know, everything this, has like, its purpose. Everything, right? Um, we're seeking kind of this greater answer. And so watching you go through your journey has been really cool for me. You know, to our conversation we had the other day, martina and i sat down and got lunch tender greens, so bomb um and we just sat around and we talked about like what our businesses are doing and like where we wanted to go and what's the growth plan and you know like even those conversations like the idea of like trying to create more exposure to help more people you know that's kind of where we all are all are at and so um one i think it's powerful to hear from martina as a human because i've watched your growth but two, as a female, it's cool to see, too, um, females in the industry, like, taking names and kicking asses, because, um, I mean, frankly, like, this is a male-dominant industry that needs more strong females in it. Um, yeah. So it's cool. It's fun. Um, I don't want to change track too much, but I do want to talk about massage school, because it was Let's hilarious. go. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Kai and I have told our favorite stories about massage school. Do you have any stories that like stood out to you that were funny or experiences that you enjoyed?
2: Um, I think.
1: Greta? Like,
2: Greta. yeah, just Greta. I mean, I was going to say, like, I remember asking her questions, like, so many questions, and then she would respond right away, right? But then she would have this look on her face, and then I'm like, Are you sure? But she didn't know the answer. Is for this,
1: this the, tr- out there is is in it the real world? Greta was our teacher. <laughs> uh, Greta was. Uh, I mean,
2: super nice lady. So
1: nice. Uh, so well intended. Greta man. <laughs> a really hard life, 60, or she was like 90 and she looked good for age. One of the two. I don't know. um she was maybe the nicest person in the world when i got she gave me a partial massage and she was incredible she had incredible touch great hands as a massage therapist she was really well suited but she's probably in over her head in these classroom settings. Yeah, especially, especially with classrooms. us three. <laughs> us three, yeah, totally. Us,
2: Man, three, she, I feel like she, Loki, hated us because 100%. we would put her on the spot so much and Total question lot. so much and then she just couldn't respond and then she would just give us something like, well, you're just going to go have to find out for yourself then. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And
1: then we just look at Kai and then uh, yeah. question. Or we would text Kai and, type, Kai and then, text <laughs> that was that was yeah. Experience. If
2: we've given her enough shit for one day, then we would like. Oh, all right, okay. let's let's go eat a little easier. Let's order. go do something else. Something else. God. Oh, oh no! That was fun, though,
1: right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> no. And towards the end, I think she just like accepted that we're just gonna do our own thing. <laughs>
1: Towards the end, she literally like was just like you guys do whatever you want. Just go over in the corner. Don't be disruptive, and I don't care what you do. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> All right. So, Martina, where's where is Martina Inc going? Like, I know right now you're working on Elevate. You're killing it. You've got tons of patients that you're working with. You're changing lives on a daily basis. Where do you want to go with it? What's next? Um.
2: Well. I mean, right now, I just want to keep learning as much as I can. You know, there's a lot of great people around here. I'm, I'm not planning on staying in Southern California forever, but, um, you know, I'm at a good place in my business. It's just starting to pick up after COVID hit, um, which was a bit of a rough time, you know, for everyone, of course. So, you know, things have just been starting to pick back up and... I yeah, I'm starting to get a lot of traction. You know, all all my new clients are referrals, which so is cool. amazing, and I'm extremely honored that you know my my clients trust me this much and they believe in me this much, and it's it's uh, it gets me a little choked up because
1: good, it should yeah, yeah
2: you know I, I love it, and for the first time in my life, I found something that I'm passionate about and that fascinates me to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm always gonna be a student. I'm always gonna be a student and that's never gonna change. And I think anybody who wants to be a teacher should always be a student Agreed. and never stop that's learning true. because there's so much to know. And in my opinion, if, if people are putting their trust in you with their bodies, you have a responsibility to help them as best as you can you know uh, i am not saying that go learn everything that i have learned but you know i i see a lot of trainers they're just trying to get by and they're training there are a lot of clients and i know it's tough but there's always time, you know, for things that you want to do. And I've had to really manage my own time and, you know, to, to keep continuing my education as best as I can. And um, that's something that will never change. You know, I love my bin- business. I love my clients, but I also want to learn more and want to know more. And um, that's kind of just where I'm at right now is, um just still learning as much as I can. martina got this cute little yeah, yeah, puppy. Yeah, she's like, she's like nagging me because I've ignored her for the last forty minutes. <laughs> and Play she just sees me. she sees me sitting here and uh, doesn't knows that it doesn't look like usual work that I do. <laughs> so you're not doing anything, come over here. She's too smart for her own good. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, in the future, I I would like to just help as many people as I can keep, uh, you know, I want, I do want to start teaching people, you know, things here and there about things that I've learned and things that I think are important for coaches to learn. I mean, I know everybody doesn't have the The finances to go out and take all these courses. I mean, to be honest, I didn't have the finances, but um, it was something that I was determined to do. So I, yeah, I invested a lot into it and I'm still investing a lot into myself because if I want people to invest in me, I have to be willing to invest in myself, and uh, that's really where it starts. You know, I can't I can't ask my clients to do all these things and um, do their homework <laughs> if I'm not leading by example. Um, you know, Dr. Lowe puts me in my place when I go to see him. He's like, you've been doing your homework? And I'm like, oh, I've actually been uh, yeah. off in a couple of weeks. Nope. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Do your homework. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's human, right? We all we all have yeah. things come up. We're all dealing with a lot on a, on a daily basis, a lot of stress, you know. And uh, I think everyone we're all operating in some state of stress it's um you know if people say oh i I don't get stressed out they're either lying or in denial (laughs) in my opinion and probably I'm, i'm not trying to i'm probably stressed you know i'm not trying to talk shit on anybody but it's just we don't realize it because we live in it 24-7. Twenty four seven, I was living in it. Twenty four seven, I had no ability to to actually chill. My sleep was horrible. Um, my nutrition was okay, but then I would just be like, "Oh, I need to get this workout in. I I gotta do it." When it's like, I didn't sleep good. I didn't eat good. I feel like shit, you know. And then I'm I'm demanding that my body does this workout right when instead of just listening to my body giving it what it needs and you know proper sleep proper nutrition giving it uh, att- the attention that it needs instead of just asking it to do a lot of shit and then when it breaks down i get angry at it <laughs> Which, you know, I feel like is a very common trend is I see a lot of people saying, oh, I just got to get this workout in. But without even really asking themselves, like, am I in a position to actually, you know, do this workout? Should I be doing this high intensity stuff? You know, I have completely changed. I mean, I'm working with uh, uh, my own coach right now on my physical because, I, I worked on my mobility, I, I worked on my mental state, I mean, every I and mean, I'm still working on everything. I'm not, I'm not never done. But I've spent last the whole of last year, just working with Dr. Loke, and, you know, working on correcting my body and improving my breathing mechanics, which has been insane like just huge made such a big difference like i i took a, I actually just took a muay thai class tonight and oh. yeah and it's something that i've been wanting to do since for as long as i can remember but i i never felt like oh my body can't do it oh I, I, this hurts all of the excuses right and you know they, they weren't excuses they were legit reasons my body probably was not ready to do that and Tonight, I just tell you a little bit about how I train now is everything I do is very purposeful. If I don't sleep good, if I haven't been eating good last 24 hours, that's going to determine how my what level of workout I'm going to do. Um, And I've been doing a lot of focused stuff very humbling stuff. <laughs> I do a lot of body weight, lower body exercises that absolutely crush my ego, but I'm okay with it because for the first time in my life, I actually feel strong. I feel good after I work out. I'm able to sleep good. And my whole body just as a system is is functioning on another level. At, after an hour of <laughs> a kickboxing class, which, you know, if I probably would have done it before, I would have definitely been gassed at the end, couldn't breathe. I was so calm at the end. I even had to look at the clock multiple times because I was like, there is no way that it's been an hour. These people are drenched. These girls are gasping for air. And they've been doing it for over a year, six months, whatever, how long it's been. This is my second day. And I'm just nasal breathing at the end, like chilling. I'm like sweating a little bit. But I was just amazed at how my body was able to, to do. And I was able to actually focus. It's, it's a lot of coordination. And my brain was just, you know, a lot sharper than it, it used to be before. And my coach now, Andrew Serrano, um, he's been teaching me a lot about strength training and uh, when I actually started with him he, he said something to me that he said oh since you're just starting out we're gonna keep it really basic and in my head I was like what do you mean we're just starting out I've been fucking training for like five years <laughs> but you know I, I, I didn't honestly say that to him if he listens to this he's gonna know now but <laughs> I as, immediately after I had that thought, I was like, "Hold on, this is this is my ego. This is my ego." And <laughs> something I tell my clients when they come into me is to always leave their ego at the door before they come in. <laughs> so That's I said, said "Yep." Yeah. And so I, I said, "Okay, this is my ego. So I'm gonna just shut that shit out and." Yes, this is day one. This is, I am just starting. So I'm going to, you know, go into this training as if I uh, know absolutely nothing. And it's not an easy thing to do. I still struggle with it, but the way I feel and the results I've been getting have been insane. I haven't done any high intensity stuff for the past couple months and i was able to take a high intensity kickboxing class and not be out of breath after an hour which is huge for me because i never felt like i had endurance the whole time i was playing soccer i was pissed because i would train all year round it's it's all it's only a, a se- the season in soccer is like 6 months but i would train the other 6 months with track and field athletes and i would run mm-hmm so much that it would just piss me off at how I was always out of breath all the time. And, you know, now I know that it was just, my body was in a state of stress. My breathing mechanics were shit. My core stability was garbage. And my body was just trying to to get through what I was asking it to do. And I wasn't even able to, to really focus on anything. Um, so, it's humbling it's very humbling and i'm still you know learning a lot but um that keeps me going
1: i think i mean like again i I, you know for those of you out there listening to this there's going to be a lot of what martina is saying that it's going to sound really familiar because i mean we say it a lot we have whole shows about it but i think something that's really important to hear from martina is one it you've been there, right? Like you've been broken. You know what it feels like. Yeah. You've been stressed out. You know what it feels like. You, you're really looking for your own answers, which is not any different than our patients that we see. Right. I, people ask me all the time, like, how the hell did you get where you are? I'm like, cause I was broken and I was trying to find yeah. answers and I'm still kind of broken and still looking for answers. So for me, it's me driving the information the way I want to find the, I want to find the solutions. And it just happens to be as a byproduct of finding that, that solution that I can help somebody with it. Right. Yeah. But in I the mean, end, it's really me trying to grow myself. So I exactly. That that's,
2: I that's, should, right? that's, that's really what, you know, how I started was down this path because, um, this might be an uncomfortable subject for some people, but I think it's something that needs to be talked about because, this is real life, and you know my sister, the one who had her own business, she was a, a very successful business owner in Pasadena. You know, competed would you know, placed third in uh, California for bikini pro. She was in such a state of stress, and um, six years ago, she committed suicide, and. That gave me the wake-up call, not immediately, it took me a couple years, um, but that gave me the wake-up call that if I continue down this line, that, you know, might happen to me because I was so stressed and just, you know, my my brain and my body just couldn't handle things anymore. And, you know, that's when I, I, after, you know, a few years, I made the decision to just start accepting opportunities and be more open to things and really just try to understand, you know, what's going on in my, in my head, what's going on with my body. And, and this led me to the here and now. So to me, it was more, uh, out of you know i needed to to something to change because this is my life and i didn't want to go down that path um
1: i think there's a lot there right there's a lot to be said for that like you know I, w- without like divulging too much i know Martin and, and myself both have kind of tough y- tough youths right um yeah. and we have some crazy stories um and so you know, a lot of how I got here, and I've told people this really openly, but, you know, I was literally depressed. Like, I was, yeah. and, and you know, I was working in mortgage at the time. I fucking hated every second of it. I was chained to a desk, micromanaged. I had two brand new babies. I wasn't sleeping. I was in an unfulfilled relationship. But there was just so much in my life that just that just wasn't working. And yeah. uh, my body shut down. It just quit. It just, I mean, yeah. just stopped. It was crazy. Like I've never felt like that in my life. And I'm a happy fucking person. And um, I went to see a doctor and I was I was trying to get medical leave. I just wanted like a week off to like clear my head and like figure some shit out. And uh, when I went to go to the doctor to ask for medical leave, I, I was really open and honest. I said, you know, I work is really beating me up and I need I need a break, but if I take a break, if I take vacation, they're gonna fire me. And so I said, "Hey, can can you sign off for a week vacation?" And he said, "No." Instead, they offered me a bunch of antidepressants. Fuck. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, damn. I, literally, I actually, when the doctors offered that to me, I, I literally looked at them and said, "This is so irresponsible. This is, this should be malpractice." Like, yeah. you don't. know. Well, that's the you reality about of the, yeah. you about life. You haven't, you know, nothing about me. You just yeah. handed me some of the most addictive pills known to man, yeah. and I'm supposed to just take these and continue living. Yeah, Fuck that that's there's nothing right about that. Right and no. so that was for me was the beginning. Right. That's when I started seeking out this new life. And so I think for a lot of you out here, I, I mean, one of the things I really wanted and a big reason I wanted you on here is like, you've been there right you've been broke and you've been fucked up and you've been yeah, sad depressed
2: just depressed, like, like legit, just trying right? to to like block all the signals that my body and my brain were giving right. me because I, I i didn't understand and I, I didn't know how to deal with things and you know i 100 percent i was depressed you know i would i was working in restaurants my whole life, I would drink every day, I would drink before, during, after work, and uh, I was just very unhappy, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and, you know, I I don't want to say that what happened with my sister was good, it was the worst thing that anybody could possibly have to experience in in this life, but... (laughs) It was really hard for it to look at it to look at it from a positive standpoint, but I knew right, that I, ca- I, I needed to take something out of that. And what I took was right. that I needed to change because
1: Yeah. No, I mean and that's the thing. I think what I want people to, to get out of these stories, right, is the way you live your life right now doesn't have to be it right like we we all the three of us we have very non-traditional approaches to the way we make money and the way we pay our bills and the way we live and we've done it through acts of service and taking care of people and loving people the way we weren't necessarily loved right right and so something that really stands out to me you know about your experience is like i know it hasn't been easy and I know that yeah. there's been emotional strife and I know the emotional strife has been internal. Like I've, I've knowing you the way I know you, I've, I've seen it literally happen internally and you don't quit and you don't stop and you persevere every fucking day. And I think, you know, we yeah. always joke about, like Martina's the third wheel. Like she's, the first <laughs> first year, but the truth is like, you've got, I don't say that. <laughs> I, say that. <laughs> I say it all the time. <laughs> But you've got this story that's so freaking incredible, that's so powerful that like people need to hear, like people need to know. Yeah. That they don't have to wake up and go to work and do a job they hate. Now yeah. that said, it will take resilience. It will take effort. Yeah. It will take. It's not easy. Every like it's not fucking easy. I still
2: struggle. I'm not saying that you know. Oh, you do the work and then you're done. It's, you know it, the work never stops, but you can change. You know, this is life. My story. I know there are a lot of people out there who have experienced similar things or, you know, even just dealing with depression, you know, we all have our shit, but it all affects us the same way, you know, regardless of what it is. I I don't think my problems are are worse than other people's problems, but we all have shit, you know, and.
1: And there's biological signals there, right? Like. Sorry, Kai. Kai's, Kai wants <laughs> in. so I'm going let you in. Uh, I'll finish this thought. And Kai, with the biological signals, right? Like, Martina, yeah. like you showed inflammation. You showed increased core body temperature, reduction of range of motion, uh, yeah. inhibited breathing. Like, those are I all I would fun. shake.
2: I would, sh- like, right. just having a conversation to someone about things just me in general i would literally start shaking internally and thought that there was something seriously wrong with me but but there was but there was There's yeah
1: there was there was, and, like, and... There was something wrong Kai, right, get it get this your chance let's
2: Hurry.
0: go oh hey uh yeah i was just hey, gonna say
1: here.
0: yeah hey i'm the third wheel
2: I'm
0: the third... no i was just gonna say you know a lot of a lot of the greatest things in the world happen from tragedies right and so we either can take those tragedies and you know flip them flip the script and and make it a positive thing and i think you know in martina's story like you 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 flip the script right it took a couple years but you still you know you take that as um, a positive and you take that with you in your journey right and i think you know what what people miss when when things happen like that is is making that decision that that's not going to be me or you know i'm going to make this better right because because people are waiting for for people to make decisions for them but you made that decision like no that's not going to be me i'm going to change change the story i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to be better right and and that's the, the one thing that i admire most about you is that you you have that grit you have that tenacity and you've made that decision and you're not going to stop until you you're a millionaire or the, the number one world-renowned <laughs> pri R. I. Yes. RC <laughs> <massage> therapist.
2: <laughs> i don't know i just refer to myself as like i'm a movement coach like there you go yeah you you want to get better at moving your shit and you know, movement is a prerequisite for load. So you want to deal with load, you got to be able to move. But no, I really appreciate that. And honestly, you are one of the people who helped me realize that it is my decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm in charge. And whatever I decide, that's what's going to be, Um, which is You know, not something that I was taught as a kid. I was taught that I don't get to make decisions. I'm not in charge of anything. I get told how things are, how they're going to be. Which, you Mm -hmm. know, that shit carries over into, you know, anyone Mm -hmm. who's had a rough childhood knows that that shit carries over into your life. And it's really hard to come out of that, which is why I'm extremely grateful for both of you guys. You know, I I know you asked me like six months ago to be on this podcast and I I put it off because it it was scary. This You know, I get scared still. This is scary. And it's it's. Yeah. Not easy to admit, you know, I gave you guys all the excuses. You already know you gave shit about it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I still get scared. I'm human. Yeah. And this is, you know, the reality for everybody is we're, yeah. we're all human and we're all dealing with things on, on a daily basis, fears. Um, but I try to look at it that, you know, I think it was in one of Hunter's classes that he said that the stuff that I, I think it was like a hip extension class and I was absolutely, it just killed me. I couldn't even pick my own leg up off of the floor. <laughs> like that's how humbling it was. And I said, man, I hate this class. And Hunter looks at me and he's like, well, you know, it's the stuff that you don't like that's probably you need the most. Yep. And that really stuck with me because he was 100% right. You know, it's the uncomfortable shit, the, the things that require a lot of risk that are going to reap the most reward. And, you know, I like I said, I, I feel very honored to be where I am today, like to have my own business and have people put their trust in me every day and uh, call their friends and, and, you know, want them to come in to see me um is something that if you asked me five years ago i would have said now nah, you're out of your mind you know <laughs> um
0: yeah i think a lot of that too it just you know from getting referrals it's like the way that you are about like who you are changes and like once you start to choose yourself right then other people see you and they're like hey you know go see oh my gosh sorry this computer just went crazy but um But they they come to you because you are, you know, so who you are and you've decided who you want to be that they just like they see that and it's a different conversation. Right. Because I remember when we first started working, it was there was, you know, not as much confidence as there is now. But, you know,
2: yeah, there was none. (laughs)
0: But seeing the growth, <laughs> right? Like yeah, to hear yeah. that you're having so much success is awesome, right? And and yeah, it's, it's it comes back to that decision, right? Like I'm gonna do better for me because then yeah. better for you, you do better for other people, right? You stop yeah. that stop that trend for other people. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I think Lo recently, uh, Dr. Logue recently, uh, Helped me with one of my clients and after you know the session with him she decided that she wanted to come and see me three times a week and you know he said oh you know you level up your clients are going to want to level up too and you know he's 100 percent right. right is it's addicting people see you you know yeah. talking about things that with this passion and they want in on it and you know once they actually feel the change, because, you know, with what I do, it does take time, but yeah. you start feeling the changes almost immediately. And it's, yeah. a, it's not a like fast process, because, you know, especially with ideal, a lot of my clients are over 50. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of years of fucked up shit that i have to reverse engineer and not just the physical but the mental like one of my clients every time he's like no pain no gain baby and i'm like no this is like you (laughs) need to get that out of your head please this is not the place for that um but it's uh yeah
0: yeah another thing too with to kind of add on to that right the fear that we have right it's kind of fearful to send somebody somewhere else right it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna lose that client or they're not gonna perform well and they're not gonna they're gonna be like why'd you send me there like there's all that that underlying fear right so it's like once you let go again it's that ego right leave that ego yeah. at the door like i i can't do what what they need me to do so i'm gonna refer out so that's yeah like let's take
1: a second there right like i think that's such an important idea. Like. So I had a conversation today with a patient. She's She had her first back surgery when she was 23. She had hardware put in by the time she's like 26. Like shit. legit malpractice shit. Like, like yeah. somebody should go to jail for was done to her. Um, she was running through some of her exercises and she got, she's got a weird nerve pain kicking, right? Oh. And like I'm a muscular guy. Like I work in muscle for the most part. Like I understand nerves, I get them, but that's not my shit, right? And so I told her today, I said, listen, I said, I'm uncomfortable going forward. Like I said, this isn't my bag. This isn't what I'm good at. I don't understand this world. I've done everything I can for you in my toolbox and none of them are working. We need to mm. talk to somebody else. That's just love. Like this is straight love. Like it's not. Yeah.
2: Cause you're being real. People appreciate you're just, real. You're just being real. Like I'm, They're I don't claim real. to know everything. I tell my clients like, look, absolutely. If we'll try things out, if, we're still not getting somewhere, then we're going to go, I'm going to find someone who can help you. Or, you know, uh, but that's what it's about. It's not about like, I don't want people to think that I'm a one-stop shop. Like I'm continuing my education because I want to be able to better serve my clients. But I know there's so much out there that is beyond me.
1: Well, this is all working on the premise that we understand the human body at all, right? (laughs) Like there's still a real good chance that we don't know <laughs> shit, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> no, it it is. It's a fact. <laughs> all the time, like you have, like we didn't we didn't know this until recently that there's living organisms inside your gut. There's single cell organisms that are that don't connect to your body that survive independently inside of your body. You have aliens in your fucking body, people. Like we didn't know that until like. 40 <laughs> years ago, right? Like, oh yeah. No, so that's... we're working off these premises and these ideas about nerves and their nerve columns and electronic magnetic waves. Like, we don't know shit. Like we're just yeah. guessing, right? Like you, everyone's like, "Oh, PRI is like cool and hot. It's the new fad." No, it's not a new fucking fad, people. Is that we realize that like Eastern medicine wasn't wrong, and there's a lot to be said about yeah. freaking breath patterns.
2: hundred well, we percent. Like, it's. Huge.
1: Airflow is huge.
2: huge. Like I have literally changed people's physical posture. Not, not even just the way that they look, the way that they walk by just improving. Uh, I mean, not just improving, but mainly improving like airflow and how they're breathing, their breathing mechanics. Insane.
1: Well, that's the thing for me that trying to get people to understand because people want to put everything as good as bad. Right. And like, this is something. Yeah. That I struggle with, right? Because people are like, well, is stress breathing bad? And I'm like, no, like it's not. It's it's an effective way to breathe in a sympathetic state. If you're <laughs> gonna sprint, you're probably not gonna be able to diaphragmically breathe. That's yeah. okay. You're not supposed to. Yeah. But if you're gonna sleep, you probably need to diaphragmically breathe.
2: You probably need to be able right? to downregulate
1: in order to sleep. Well, yeah, we need to <laughs> downregulate, right? So like I work so much trying to get people to understand that the body doesn't do anything bad. Yeah. Everything works to an
2: extent. Everything's right. going to work to an extent, but what is optimal and needs to be talked about more is
1: because. And optimal for you, right? Like, yeah. What do you, for what do for you the you person
2: in front of you, for the, for, you know, not just myself, but for my clients. And that's why like, you know, people ask me uh, a lot of times like, oh, I have pain here. What should I do? And I was like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about you, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I would need to assess you. If you want to schedule an assessment, we can schedule an assessment, right. but I'm not going to stand here and give you something because I don't know if it's going to help you or not. And I don't want you to waste your time because but I wasted a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. But people, I mean, chair. a lot of people don't like that answer, which I'm okay with, you know, now, because I know better than I did before. So, and I think science is is exactly the same. We know way more than we did, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. So I think the medical industry is still using a lot of shit that's outdated that they should know better. I mm-hmm. deal with a lot of people who go to physical therapy three times a week for mm-hmm. months. And, and still have the same issue. My own mother has been going to a chiropractor every week for over 20 years. And she's doing these exercises every day. And I and, and she still, you know, hits me up, like, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, my elbow hurts. And I'm like, okay, well, we need to change. Something needs to change. It it's it's if we can't keep doing the same shit if it's not effective. And she that's did- what it is.
1: What you did, you get what you got, right? So exactly. Like, and that's the conversation, like, when I was talking to my patient today, it's like, we've done this. It's getting us this. It's not the outcome we want. You need imaging. You need a specialist. And you probably need to see Dr. Loke. <laughs> right? Because yeah. that's who we all refer to because he's a yeah. genius.
2: But so the, genius, yeah.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> the, the, tr- the, the truth of the matter is, is like, you're going to continue to get the same fucking results. I talk to people all the time about that. They're like, yeah, you know, their whole life, they've done excessive amounts of cardio with high repetition, weightlifting with no mobility work. And they're like, I don't like the way I look. And the yeah. minute I'm like, Hey, maybe we train lighter. Like maybe we don't train so hard. Cause you're stressed the yeah. fuck out and you train too hard and you can't, that was regularly. me. So maybe we work like three to five rep sets, moderately heavy. And we chill the fuck out between sets. Yeah. They're like, I, I can't, no, that's no, not an No, what? Oh my I God. Scary as fuck. Work. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> but the truth,
1: what? the truth of the matter yeah. is, is like sometimes, we are that over training. Are, a lot right? of us are like over training. You just have to train fucking smarter. Like it just is what it
2: is, right? That's Stop. your dog, not my dog. That's my dog. That's your Here dog. dog. We Noodle went to bed because she just, she got the, <laughs> she got the idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, for a second. She's going to
1: keep going. Okay. Did um, I just start barking too? <laughs> oh no!
0: Okay, we muted. We muted. We Noda. Noda.
2: <laughs> You're in timeout.
0: Yeah. Put you in timeout. Uh, don't, no, don't put baby on the board.
2: Don't put baby on the board. that was very funny.
0: <laughs> oh, she's still going. No, it's
2: still good. Again? No, but it's so good, true. Like, I o- would overtrain before, just, you know. Pfft in such a state of stress and this is a lot of people because that's what's familiar, right? You're going hundred miles per hour. You want to keep going hundred miles per hour because that's what your body knows best. It's just the path of least resistance is just what you know, but that in no way means that that is, that is the only or the best path for you. Most of the time, it's it's not, it it is absolutely not 100% of the time.
1: (laughs) But I also think there's this athlete mentality to a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of it is the American culture. I too, more, but specific. I mean,
2: it, it, it's also like I, some of my clients are athletes, you know, and they, he, they come in and want to do their best and want to push themselves. And I have to keep reminding them that this is not a situation where you're going to push through pain or, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable as fuck. But this is not, you know, and, and then I have clients who say, like, oh, I don't understand that athlete mentality. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not an athlete. <laughs> Like I was an athlete. I did that. I kind of still have that built into me. You know, I'm doing much better at not letting it run the show, but it it is, it's very true. Like, you know, we just want to do our best. We're, we're human and we want to push ourselves. And we think that going hard is, is the best thing that we can do. But, you know, if we really take a step back and, look at what do, what do I really want? Like, for me, I had one of those like ding moments the first time, or I mean, I don't know if it was like the second or third time I went to Dr. Loke and I asked him if I can barbell back squat. <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, why do you want a barbell back squat? <laughs> and I, I was like, uh, or he, he said something along those lines. And I was just like, man, why do I want a barbell back squat? Like, it's in your I? and I was like, Mom. because it was in my program. Because Everyone does it. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I want to do it? You know? And, and I was like, so I, I'm never going to be able to back squat with a barbell. And he said, when you get, when you score a five out of five on your PRI squat test or whatever, any PRI person will know this, then, you know, you can legally back squad, but um, he said he's not a fan. And I left there and I really started asking myself, like, what is, why am I so obsessed with the stupid barbell? Like, I mean, (laughs) people aren't going to like that, but I was asking myself, why do I feel like that's something that I need to do in order to build up strength? And I couldn't, I couldn't answer that question. I I didn't have an answer. So I came to the decision that conclusion that I don't need to do it. Now, my ego (laughs) on the other hand was not convinced for a while. Um, But I didn't feel good when I did it. I hurt, I just felt my quads. I didn't feel my glutes or my hamstrings. I felt my quads and my back the entire time. It put my back under a lot of stress, you know, and 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 I really started to have just more intent with what I was doing and asking myself the hard questions that I think, you know, we all need to take a step back and really ask ourselves because are we doing something? because it's what everyone does or doing something because we think that that's the only way to get strong. You know, what, why, what are we really trying to do here?
1: So I I don't disagree with Lope. Like I actually, like, I've really changed my perspective on strength training in general, but I think it's also a question of like, what, what do you need now? Right. Like it's for me, it's, it's trying to, where do you want to go? Right. And so if somebody says like, I would like to be an elite powerlifter. Like cool, let's build okay, you a base yeah. that gets you there, right? You um, can do that. But if you know you just want to be a strong person that looks good, like I don't, there's there's safer ways to do it, right? And so you know, I work with a ton of baseball players, and a lot of what I say doesn't really fit the mold of traditional baseball training. And people look at me all the time, like, dude, what the fuck is like? What are you talking about? And I'm like, like you. Your intent is all wrong, like everything you're trying to accomplish is wrong, which is hilarious because, like, I'm a former powerlifter and strongman, so like, <laughs> I like to move weight, right? Like, I
2: yeah, but you know, on. yeah, you know what it's about, you've done it, right.
1: and I also know what it's not about, and like where the deficiencies lie, and how it doesn't help people. And so, it's interesting having these conversations because it becomes like like, what's the low hanging fruit that probably serves you a little bit better. And when you're talking about like the general population, like regular fucking people, the lowest hanging fruit is like, can you breathe? Can you downregulate? Uh, does your nervous system function the way it's supposed to? And if the answer is no, then we don't really need to do anything, right? Like, let's just start with, can just we start work Right? Like, let's, yeah. like, can when you go to sleep at night, what's your resting heart rate? Is it the same as it is when you walk around <laughs> all day? You've got a fucking problem. Gonna, yeah, right? That's not okay. But that's not okay. And so this is the conversations I try to have with people. Um, it's getting cooler, right? It's getting easier to sell, I think. And I think people are starting to be a far more receptive to this idea of like non-traditional ideally ideology of medicine. But it's still really hard for me to get people to understand that like, we live a, in a world that is not built for our biology 100 100 and we do a lot of things that contribute to ourself as humans that are making us worse as humans and i love andrew for so many reasons which is the trainer that martina is working with he's a he's a he's a super interesting person uh he's overcome a lot he's a very smart guy but he and if you don't follow him on instagram you should he posts all kinds of great stuff but one he posted this thing a while ago and it was showing a playground in like 1910 and then showing the next oh, yeah. slide was a bunch of uh dudes that were like in college with their shirts off and it was like the playground was one it looked something out of like a fucking gymnastic studio with all the yeah, crazy like, everything was crazy and all mothers the mothers would have been like,
2: like terrified to Terrifying. send their children there like in um, the day, nowadays
1: totally uh, and all the guys were these square dudes with small waist, broad shoulders, thick chest. Um, but none of the, and, and none of them lifted weights, right? They just did manual labor. And yeah. so like, when I start to like simplify my, my, mindset about this stuff, like, of course I look at low hanging fruit, like what doesn't work, right? Like, let's go there first. And I, yeah, use we some all PRRI have deficits, stuff. right? For sure. Um, I use some PRI stuff, but I want to get better at that much I talk about all the time. But, um, like, can you carry things and hold stable positions? Like, can you stand up straight? Can you, like, can you so much-
2: sit down with your right. legs straight out in front of you and not right. fall back? <laughs> like, right. I have a lot of clients. Like, my one client came in the other day, he, and he went to his kid's soccer game. And he said for the first time in, since his, in his child's life, he was actually able to sit Indian-style on the grass – for right. over an hour. And right. to me, that, that shit, it makes my day because yeah. that's They'll what it's it. about is, you know, things like that, that people don't even realize are our limitations or that that can be improved. And I go, that's just the way I'm built. That's just how I was right. born. I'm like, no, it's genetic you can, it's gen- oh oh God, genetic. Oh man, that's that's the one right there
1: is genetic. I'm like, my mom had it. Is that going to be yeah, another I don't word. know. Bad. Nope. <laughs> That's,
0: no. that That's gonna be another word for our. Uh... Uh,
1: yeah, Kai. <laughs> so two things, Kai, for future podcasts. Oh Coaching yeah, coaches and why genetics is not the fucking reason you have back pain. Literally. Mm-hmm. Write down, <laughs> yeah, good talking drive. points. <laughs> um, Martina, this is freaking awesome. I'm so yeah. stoked you came on. We have guys. far exceeded our 45 minutes, so this will probably be two yeah. podcasts. But um, I think every second of it was valuable you know
2: um, i i had to outdo it you know we we I, can't just we can't, can't. Martina,
1: martina's like i'm so nervous i don't know if i'm going to oh my to god i'm not sure if i'm going to be okay cuz martina's like 15 minute saying all these hot takes oh yeah, okay, god Martina, you're real. Well, yeah i still got Worst fears I, got I still later. Got later. I just <laughs> I, mean, <great>. I, um, <laughs> I swear but seriously we can't thank you enough like seeing you grow and devolve and do the things that you're doing is so freaking cool. Um, it feels great to know that I've had a little bit of a hand in it. It also, no, you guys, you guys yeah. have been
2: huge. It's like, so like, honestly, to, like,
1: have you, as I don't even think
2: you more. guys know. <laughs> I don't well, think listen, you know.
1: Think people ask me a lot about like how I got here. And like, if it weren't for the two of you guys, while I was in school, between direction and support and caring and just all these things, just having like, conversations,
2: like amazing totally.
1: conversations. And, and still like, like with Martina and I, like, we will not talk for months and then we had we went and had lunch. And like that lunch was like, so freaking valuable from an, from a, a conversation perspective, an education perspective, a support perspective. Yeah. I think it says a lot about like you as a person, but a lot about our network and you know, if anybody can take stuff from this podcast i think it's great that's the whole that's what we try to accomplish but i think i'd really like for people to see these are three people that changed their lives for the better because they had people around them that pushed them people around them that cared about them and because they were just driven and wanted to make change so i think that for me really is incredible um martina i know i follow you on instagram but shout out your instagram shout out how to find you like How do we get people in your building to make sure that your your dog is fed?
0: (laughs) Yeah, all
2: 11 pounds of her and more squeaky toys. Um, Yeah, so my Instagram is martina, M-A-R-T-I-N-A dot uh, sata, S-A-T-A. My last name's way too long. So I just cut it in half. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a website right now. I do work out of a gym in Costa Mesa, Elevate Performance. Um, they've also been huge in my growth and and helped me tremendously um, to build up my clientele basis and keep continuing my education. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're in Orange County, Southern California, um, look me up. I'm actually booked out for the next two weeks, though. So,
0: <laughs>
2: so um, yeah, you got to uh, reserve your spot. But, yeah, honestly, wait-listed. you guys have <laughs> waitlisted. Yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling. And uh, But I could take on more clients. But I am okay with the amount that I have. This is, you know, I don't want to overload myself because, um, I want to do things that I like still, and you know, what's the point of having your own business if you're just a, a slave again? So um, I love it,
1: by the way. I love yeah. It. That's a whole other, You know, that's, that's other important podcast. because how
2: back. can I serve? Yeah, yeah, for sure. How can you serve people if if you're not serving yourself and you know your own mental health, your own physical health is is not where you want it to be so um true. yeah i appreciate um, you guys being patient with me and
1: <laughs> for yeah for sure having me on here again martina because yeah we so much to say, and we didn't even touch like half the shit so we're doing yeah it it's true uh, we'll do like they do people it's gonna we'll be six you months know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know guys,
2: good you things take time, time. that's <laughs> right
1: solution on instagram uh you can find me on facebook i promise i check it more than uh have historically uh we continue to get awesome text messages and reviews and uh comments and concerns and guys if you ha- if you need something if you want to hear something if our podcast touched you in a way if it pissed you off just tell us please we want all of it like the more yeah. we get the better um we're here for you guys we really want to make something that's valuable to you kai hit him with the underscores buddy
0: all them underscores i want to say thank you again martina thanks for being on thanks for sharing your, your story and all that um but yeah i am at at underscore the underscore at the underscore
2: <laughs> okay.
0: oh my gosh at control underscore the underscore basics but thank you guys um and we will see you guys on the flippity flap